White Sox, White Sox, go, 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 go. Call your sons, call your daughters. Holy cow. You can't put it on the board. Yes. Yes. It's a perfect game. Right after, grand slam. A White Sox winner and a world championship. Jimenez, he's your hero tonight. Thanks, Cubs. The dynamic duo of Herb Lawrence and Chris Tannehill. Those two are like a tag team, you know. Come with me to Southside of Chicago. Hi, this is Jim Tomey, and the best White Sox talk is on Locked On Sox Podcast with Tanny and Herb. Hello, and welcome back to Locked On Sox. My name is Herb Lawrence. You can follow me on Twitter at Ecknerwall23. Our show is at Locked On Sox, and the other half of this is Chris Tannehill at Chris Tannehill. If you want to leave a voicemail, especially after a glorious day like today was, 312 566-8727. That is Baines, AJ, Burley, Orda, Bo Jackson, Carlton Fisk, and Tim Anderson. LockedOnSocks at gmail.com if you want to go old school. But without any other further ado, it is Chris Tannehill. Happy opening day, Chris. Oh, happy opening day to you, Herbie. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app for the iOS app store and find one of our locked on rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, it is the home opener recap episode. We're going to talk about all the great things that happened at 35th and Shields today. We're also going to get to some of your voicemails. That's right, in the heat of the moment, you guys decided to call our voicemail just with your happy thoughts. And now that was that was very welcome thing to hear. Is that the '80s rock version or the uh, after seven heat of the moment? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going '80s rock. I gotta I gotta okay. play to that that side of the demo once in a while. Um, but yeah, so we'll talk about all those good things and much more here. But uh, White Sox did win six nothing today, Bill Walton. The White Sox win. Print the banner. Line up the parade, Michigan Avenue on the Studge Turkle Bridge, Division Street. Let's go. There's so many places we could start here, but I think it's most appropriate to, you know, let's set the stage here. So this was another day. It started off this way, another day filled with White Sox fan angst here as they they built up to the first pitch because before the game, Andrew Vaughn wasn't in the lineup, and they asked Tony La Russa, hey, um, are you going to put Andrew Vaughn in the lineup? And he's like, no, I'm not, actually. Uh, and then Nick Williams was your starting left fielder on opening day. That's right. For the 8,200 people of you that were uh, at the south side uh, yesterday, on the south side, you can tell your grandchildren that you were there for the Nick Williams left field start <laughs> for the White Sox home opener. Just a wild start to the day and Sox fan pessimism was was setting in with their 3 and 4 record. And then the game starts after a delay, you know, bad weather, but it didn't seem like it affected the fun of the people that were there. Um and the story of the day, I think, you know, other than the victory, I just can't stop thinking about that Yermin Mercedes home run, Herb. Like it just it made my day, and I think this is going to go down as one of the best opening days in in White Sox history because of everything that went into it. You know the the two year hiatus of fans being at the ballpark, the excitement, the buildup of the team itself, and then just immediately right out of the shoot, uh, your mean comes through. That's right, that's your mean. I'm on a mission for dime pieces and sexy ladies. Allow me to introduce you to my your mean Mercedes. Let's relive that your mean Mercedes home run, shall we? Herb, are you down to, to play Remember When, even though it is the lowest form of conversation like Tony Soprano once said? Are you down for that? 
I'm very down for that. I've looked at that home run <laughs> at least 20 times already. So if you're listening to this early Friday morning, I'm sure it's been a while since you've heard it. So I'm going to play for you Jason and Stoney's call on NBC Sports Chicago. I'm going to play Len and DJ's call, and I'll get to them in a second. And, of course, you have to get to the legendary Hector Molina on uh, White Sox Spanish radio. So let's hear Jason's call. Two and one to Mercedes. And your meat tattoos this ball. him home welcome to chicago 73 man that was just i i skipped right over yoan's home run it was awesome in itself maybe i'll circle back around to that but we were doing the show the parkinson spiegel show and shane and i were in the studio watching and just as soon as it left the bat we went crazy, and we could hear you practically through like three or four rooms over screaming. What, what was it like when you saw that home run, Herb? It was like a shot of electricity through my body. I let out a lo- <laughs> the loudest Ric Flair woo ever. I don't know if I scared Mike Rankin because he probably thinks you know subdued Herb. You know, he <laughs> talks to me, he's calm, but you know, I think he got a taste of the Illini fandom, and now this is first time seeing me in a regular season White Sox game, and so. He's like, oh, Herb's one of those. Okay, all right, (laughs) cool. Yeah, I went wild. I knew it was gone immediately. It was awesome. Um, You're mean. It's our guy. We love him. His story is awesome. The personality is personality plus. I don't know how people can't, like, like, connect the dots. He reminds me so much of Juan Uribe, like, portly. Wait a second. uh, He reminds you of Juan Uribe. Yeah, portly dude that wasn't was overlooked. Other organizations didn't want him. And then when he comes to the White Sox, he performs. He performs at a big level. Not to the, you know, Juan wasn't as good with the bat as Yermina started. No one, I don't think, in the history of ever has been <laughs> <Yes>. this. <laughs> I knew that he was going to hit. And I think we both, both knew that he was going to hit. None of us thought it was going to be like this. I don't care if he, like, cools down to about a 275 this is awesome like what he's doing versus major league pitchers is absolutely awesome he's putting a spark into this offense and this fan base everybody loves him absolutely we found out a little nugget about your mean today too he was on the parkinson spiegel show on the score and he revealed that you know, his favorite player growing up was Robinson Cano, which is, you know, Yoan's favorite player as well. He, Yoan named his son Robinson because of him. And we found out that Yermin is actually cousins with Robinson Cano. So, Play cousins are real cousins. It sounded like real cousins. So, you know, there was a Mercedes down the line on, uh, on Robbie Cano's side, don't you know? And so they are actually uh, related. So how cool is that? And we were able to find that out on the radio today. So we're going to piece together these pieces uh, of your mean Mercedes. He's like Kaiser Soze, uh, the way we talk about this man. We don't know a lot about him, but we're starting to piece things together. So on the way home, as I'm sure you did as well, I had a, a good opportunity to uh, spend some time with Len and DJ. And, you know, I tuned in once in a while here, you know, once during the spring, a couple times briefly here in the early going in the season. But just a, another reminder that we are just so spoiled as Sox fans to have this broadcast of Len and DJ. Len just with a great call. I mentioned him on the show the other night 
when Jose Abreu hit his 200th career home run for the White Sox that Len knew in the moment the 200th home run. That's being a professional. That's staying in the moment. And that's like what, what I look for as a radio producer, like when we're trying to you know, put together highlights and encapsulate players and stuff like that. Like to me, that stuff matters in the moment and Len nailed it. So I had a good opportunity to listen to those guys in the, in that traffic on the way back from work to my house. And I just a great broadcast all, all the way around. Like you could tell there was just this moment there where Len and DJ were talking and, you know, they were just like, man, this is great. Just the fact that there's fans there and it's a lot different than being on the road. Like you could feel the energy through the radio, and here's what uh, their call of uh, your, your mean Mercedes home run sounded like. Keller's offer, Mercedes launches, deep to left, gone! Back to back in the first. That was as hard as a baseball can be hit by anybody. Almost to the concourse in left center field on a hanging slider. Just leaned on by your mean. This place is up for grabs in the very first inning, and Cal Eldred will make a visit. It really did have that vibe there, you know, that, that it was up for grabs, and Sox fans waited so long to get back there, and your mean just served it right up for him. Like, here you go. Here's everything to be excited about in the first inning. Like, I think it really set the tone for the rest of the day. And you mentioned, you know, DJ's talked about it almost hitting the concourse. It's the third longest home run hit by a White Sox player in that ballpark. Of course, Joe Borchard, August of 04, 504 feet. The Big Hurt did it in 2002, 495 feet. I don't remember that one. I'm going to have to go back and look at that one. I mean, the man only hit 400-some-plus home runs in a White Sox uniform, so I don't remember them all, uh, but I do want to see if that's archived somewhere. And then your mean today, 485 feet. Just just amazing. Like It's always weird when you see a ball go up that way. I think of Jim Tomey going dead center. In the black Literally, eye thing. I was thinking about. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, that that doesn't count as one of the longest home runs in White Sox history. I don't know why, how it couldn't. Like because I think about that all the time because it was literally stopped by a wall. It would have kept going had that wall not been there. There's a plaque out there. I don't know if anyone's ever walked and measured the plaque before. Eloy went up there uh, two seasons ago against the, against the Yankees, and you know, so lot, lot, lots of stuff there. I remember Big Cecil. Going towards uh, left field concourse when I was a kid, when when Cecil was at the Tigers, I think McGuire hit one close to there, and maybe Bonds too. But that's elite company right there to take you almost to the concourse. Yeah, off a slider that was just hung, and he did not miss a stitch of it. <laughs> he felt it, and in the greatest style. And we all know as White Sox fans why we hate Brad Keller. <laughs> My man, you're mean. Shane was subtweet, like not subtweeting. Shane was tweeting to Brad Keller saying, "Do you check Twitter during the game, you hack?" I thought that was a little excessive, <laughs> a little much. <laughs> Shane's a, a Twitter terrorist. Yeah, um, but you're mean with a smooth bat flip. You didn't, you know. I would have tossed that shit to the moon on Brad Keller if I hit if I hit the ball that hard. I'm tossing it to the moon, but just a smooth. Oh yeah, just flicking in the air. Let him know that I got every piece of it, and he Cadillac'd it a little bit. That's that's what you have to do. I'm glad that Brad has learned his lesson. Stop hitting people after you give up a rocket shot. Let people have enjoyment and let people have fun. And I've heard Brad Keller on a couple podcasts. He sounds like a good guy. But, <laughs> yeah. But but fuck him forever. <laughs> you hit my man Timmy, and then he's filling liars over there talking shit. You know, whatever. And Tim got suspended for calling him the N-word. 
which is weird still. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I'll forever not like Brad Keller until it becomes a White Sox late in his career and does work. Yeah. But for now, him and Heath Fillmeyer can go to hell. Yeah, and, and you know, T.A., how much did it hurt him not being in that lineup today against Brad Keller, you know, with his whole Kansas City love there? Well, I just want to whoop him every time for him. And whoop him they did. Finally here, real quick before we move on to Lance Lynn, the great Hector Molina on White Sox Radio en Español. Luego tuvo un juego de tres hits contra los marineros. Hay otro batazo enorme. Esta bola se está desapareciendo del parque. Sayonara, baby. Wow. Cuadrangular de Germín Mercedes y tres par eh, carreras para los Medias Blancas. Y ahí lo vemos dándole la vuelta al cuadro alegre Germín Mercedes. That is elite uh, rolling of the R's level right there uh, in, a, in a Major League Baseball broadcast right there. So for my guy, for my guy Hector Molina with the Yermin, that's elite level right there. So I, I, I had to go back and listen to that. It was just great stuff, man. But just you can't say enough about Yermin. And just he he set the tone for, for all the fun today. And, you know, you know who else finished the job today in terms of just hammering this victory home today was the starting pitcher, Lance Lynn. And, you know. Sox needed this one today, man, from, from Lance Lynn. He, he goes all nine, and matter of fact, it's the first complete game on opening day during during the home opener for the White Sox since 1985, all right? And check out these uh, you know eerie similarities here. So in 1985, the White Sox start the season under Tony La Russa, of course, uh, with a seven-game road trip. They go Boston, New York, Milwaukee, and guess how they start that season that year, Herb? Three and four? Yes, you're damn right they did. So they come home to the south side, and who handles business for the White Sox that day and goes all nine? It's Britt Burns. He gives up only six hits, gives up a run, and the Sox win 8-1 to one on April 19th, 1985. But this is, without a doubt, I mean, you know, there's no other way to look at it. It's the most dominant home opener performance in White Sox history, and we got to see it today. What would you like besides everything out of what Lance Lynn provided for the Sox today? I know we've seen it before in his spring training games and the first game he pitched versus Anaheim, but the guy throws majority fastballs, and these guys who are major league hitters cannot see him. Cannot at all. I mean, throws a variety, a cutter, a sinker, four-seamer, two-seamer, but he throws fastballs for the majority of the time, and he's getting people out. It's just a testament to him to know that he's the stuff. He's the shit. He came. I remember when he was on St. Louis, he was a young guy that was up and coming, and I was never really scared of him. And so for the rest of his career, I pretty much had in my mind, oh, Lance Lynn's pitching? Let's eat. Come on, let's go. And then when he went to Texas, something happened. I don't know. Like, some light switch turned on, and the man has become a beast. I think he has mentality. He looks like there's no there's no effing around at all while he's on the mound. He's hungry. Not just because he's big. You know, I'm a big guy. I'm not going to be Oh, he is jokes. a big guy. He's bigger than I think even we imagined because they've been, wearing, awesome. the, they've been wearing the black tops every, yeah. day that, every day in spring that he's pitched. And I think they, they wore the black tops – Maybe during his first start, I don't remember. But either way, the home white pinstripes, uh, you know, as a big guy myself, and you'll attest to this, uh, pinstripes not a flattering look for the for the big guys. But he's out there, and it was it was 
100% all Lance Lynn and take it or leave it, baby. That's Tonka Truck right there. And I loved every second of it. And he is no nonsense out there. I like his attitude. He's, I guarantee Tony's like, hey, I got this, that, and the other. He's like, you best not. (laughs) I'm at 97 pitches. I'm finishing this shit. Yeah. I wondered about that, Herb. You know, I know you saw the emotion pouring out of Lance Lynn after that final out where it was like a, a playoff atmosphere for him. Like he was like, you know, you don't see him get overly emotional out there, but when he hammered home that that final strikeout, he, he turned and just let out the, you know, the 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 woo and he was just so excited and I thought about that move to bring him back out for the ninth so early in the season, but as Lance Lynn, who I think we talked about it on this show, you know, when he had that back and forth with Bruce Levine, he's like, look, I'm a big guy. I, I can pitch a lot. You know, it's it's part of my whole deal. Like, I don't mind throwing a lot. It's just I'm just, you know, built that way. So, you know, I was wondering what you thought about them bringing him back out for the ninth. But, I, you know, there was so many good things about that. Just the fact that you were able to come off the West Coast trip where your bullpen was in disarray and guys were, were pitching all out of order and pitching a lot sooner than they thought that they would have to. And now you're able to give them the day off after traveling back from the West Coast. And then they have the off day built in today. It's just that type of stuff right there. Like, I wonder if, if overall the net positive of that weighing against the, you know, the, you could view it as a negative of Lance Lynn going out there for 100 plus pitches in April. If with any other pitcher and with the scenario you just talked about with a day off tomorrow, I would have said, yeah, 97 is good. Eight strong innings, no hit or no run ball. Lance, enjoy yourself on that bench. But Lance Lynn, it seems like a guy that wants the ball whenever he can take it. I know he was pissed when he got taken out four and two thirds that game in Anaheim. He was furious, not only at himself, but at for Luis Robert. He I fucked him when he dropped that ball and hit his head at the ump who didn't call the strike, which was a strikeout. He, when he walked to the dugout, he was furious throwing daggers with his eyes at him and probably at Tony for taking him out. It's like, man, you know I've been pitching well in this game. Don't look at the scoreboard. Look at my stats. I'm pitching well. And so, yeah, if the man wants the ball, give him the ball. He's a hoss. He's not going to get tired. He has proven this time and time again. He posts every time he gets up there. So, yeah, and usually I would say let's get a struggling guy out there who needs a couple innings out there. On but that's the, the funny thing, though. Like, who would you go to? Evan Marshall? Like, Ruiz pitched yeah. yesterday. Like, Evan Marshall is like the, Marshall. the only guy I would have went to. You know yeah, what I that's mean? that's exactly who I would have went to. I would have went to him and said, hey, man, finish this, this game off. Feel good about yourself. Strike these Royals out. But not with Lance Lynn. If Lance Lynn wants the ball in the ninth and it's still he's 100, 110 pitches, I'm giving him the ball. He's proven. you. Like we were talking about with Matt Foster, now – in the future, you're not going to be having him in high-leverage situations or situations where he has a dirty inning because he hasn't earned it. Lance Lynn, I think, has earned it through his career lately that if he's at a high pitch count and he still feels like he can pitch and he tells you that or he looks at you and says, no, I ain't going out, you give him that that ability to do that. The same thing with Lucas Giolito. Otherwise, the other pitchers, they don't have a, that trust yet. But Lance Lynn, with this performance – the one in Anaheim, the preseason games, I'm not fucking with that guy because he seems serious. He looks like he's going to beat your ass if you take him out of the game early. It seems like, you know, everyone was locked in when Lance Lynn was out there today. Like, you know, 
It just he bring, he has that presence about him where defense was better today. I felt like the at bats by and large were better today. Like you know, there's just a, this intense level of focus. I think when Lance Lynn is out there because like you you know feel like you got to come correct when he's out there because you know that you're gonna get everything that he has. So you better give everything in return. Seventeen swings and misses for Lance Lynn today, throwing uh, the fastball, cutter, sinker, and curveball on occasion. Uh, and the Royals combined swings and misses today, ten from uh, four different pitchers today. So that's pretty good work by Lance Lynn. Again, I don't know how he does it. I mean, we know how he does it. The numbers could show you, and the in the spin rate will show you. But still, it doesn't feel like it should be successful, but it is. It's just the art of pitching, and I'm really looking forward to every time Lance Lynn uh, takes the ball out there every five and days. Taney, that first at bat with Whit Merrifield batting. The ball he threw was a sinker that was probably just hitting the chalk line of the left-handed batter's box, but it was just darting across his body. Yep. And what Merrifield didn't know if that's a straight fastball, slider, curveball, but I have two strikes. I got a flail at it, and he looked terrible in that at bat. Lance Lynn has that effect on people. Remember what he made Mike Trout look like. He made him look foolish in a couple of bats, struck him out twice. This guy's got that thing. He understands how his body works, how his pitches work, and he does work on these other guys who are his opponents, and he makes these people look bad. That first start, like we said, was ruined by errors. Otherwise, the guy was cruising. I think he had to pitch 20 more pitches because of that Luis Robert air. So the guy is starting off his White Sox career as a very, very beloved figure. I hope Rick Hahn is calling texting emailing his agent said dude we gotta get it we gotta get a deal we have to get a deal because this guy is still got some bullet stuff in that older gun and i would be very very this, the reason why we're really uh upset about it is because the the one year thing and the dane dunning thing but if we can get him from two three more extra years oh i'm all for it yeah yeah sign him now we're good. <laughs> He's on the team for next I don't year. Need, I, I don't need to see anything else from Lance Lynn to know that I want him on my team immediately. Uh, you know, I would like to see some overlays of Lance, Lance Lynn. You don't see him a ton on Pitching Ninja, but I'm wondering if it's just elite-level pitch tunneling where everything looks like it's coming out of the same spot and you have no time to react, which is why you take a professional hitter like Whit Merrifield and you make him look ridiculous on the first at-bat of the game. Like, it's got to all look like it's coming from the same place, and that's how he's able to do it. But maybe it's something interesting that I could dive into before his next start because I'm not smart enough to know these things off the top of my head. All right. What was it like for people that were at the game? After a quick timeout, you're going to hear from some of our friends who attended this post-pandemic, uh, not, not post-pandemic, but this uh, post-COVID era limited fan home opener. We're going to hear from some of our friends here next on Locked on White Sox. Locked on Sox is brought to you by Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football is done. College hoops, done but the nba and nhl are still heating up and of course baseball our game it's in full swing there's baseball things you can bet on every night parlays individual game bets it's all there for you on bet online bet online even covers award shows folks TV shows, reality TV, they've got you all covered. Anything you want to bet on in this world, they've got it up there for you. The odds are updated in real time, and there's props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. 
Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus when you use our promo code LOCKEDON. That's LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus at BetOnline. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Congratulations to the Chicago White Sox for their win in the home opener. Took a while to get going, but uh, fortunately they were able to play. Better yet, they were able to win, so congrats to them. That's the rare Pat Foley segue from baseball into hockey on a Thursday night. So I, I, I thought that was very funny to me. But uh, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so I said yesterday that I wasn't going to be able to attend my first opening day since uh, 2002 where I was a no-show. Uh, you were at work today doing the, the Cubs board, so you were not there. But we have some of our people out here in these streets who are, who are at the game, and we're going to hear from them in a second. But I did get my, my Johnson & Johnson uh, COVID vaccine today, and uh, you know I'm feeling a little burst of energy here doing the show with you. But uh, it's been kind of uh, on and off with like feeling achy and tired, and I've managed to to avoid the headaches that come with it. I'm, I'm you know I'm bracing myself for the worst tomorrow because I heard day two is often uh, you know where this thing kind of rears its ugly head. But uh, hopefully by the weekend I'll be good. But so that's you where working I, tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna see how I feel. I think they got okay, someone. Trooper. Yeah, I, th- I think they're going to have someone on standby for me in case I'm not feeling it. But we you are sh- and Shane, right? Both y- of you guys y- had the Johnson & Johnson. Yeah, but he had a, he just had a wedding that he's going to, and he managed to get his vaccine the day before he's going to a wedding. So he's in quite a pickle. Uh, I think he may get out of going to that wedding, depending on how he feels. But Friday uh, wedding? Yeah. Hillbillies. <laughs> Shant- Shanty Irish? Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> um, all right, so we had some of our peoples at the game today. Uh, let's hear from them. Like, we'll, we'll hear from one of our friends here, Ray, in just a second, but I love the fact that you guys dialed up the voicemail without us even asking. It was like as soon as the game ended, as soon as Lance Lynn fired that final pitch of the day and roared in, in, in jubilation, people called the voicemail, and this is what awaited us, the very first one. Hey, Chris and Herb. This is George calling from East Garfield Park. That's what I'm goddamn talking about. <laughs> that was awesome. Bye. <laughs> oh, that's that's the, that's the spirit. That's the that's the vibes we're on this year. I thought that was great. And then we got one from uh, our buddy Ray Lewis, who you may remember who called us uh, not too long ago, but he was there in attendance. Obstructed justice, I got it. Yeah, yeah when he's it. not obstructing justice, he's out attending home openers. So this is what Ray had to say about being at uh, Guaranteed Red Field today. Hey, Tanny and Herb, this is Ray Lewis calling again. Uh, first of all, I've been staying out of trouble, so Tanny, thanks for helping me out with that. Very fatherly of you to lead me in the right direction. That's what I do. Uh, and um, I'm sorry that your uh, home opener streak ended um, with all the circumstances. Definitely very understanding of that. But after the home opener, I just had to uh, add my very positive um, bit from my experience. Uh, I've ever never uh, gone to a home opener before. This was my first and I sat with my dad and uncle in uh, Section 147. And I've got to say, this was probably the best Sox game I've ever been to. Just the, the uh, um, cathartic experience of being there uh, in the ballpark. There were so many little things that I wasn't ex- uh, expecting. Obviously, there's the smells and everything like that. But then there's the urinal chatter. Uh, the boobers came out in full force for Pritzker and Lightfoot. That was a pretty... Uh, <laughs> Um, awesome moment in its own ways, I guess. Uh, and then the game itself, Yurine Mercedes, I mean, that ball uh, sailed just way over our heads. And, and usually I'm used to 
just a sitting nosebleed. Can't really tell where the ball's going. But that time off the bat, everyone knew. Uh, complete party. Like I said, extremely cathartic. And um, the rest of the game just uh, kind of continued from there. Um, sort of a hard standard for the rest of the games to um, follow. But uh, I guess just as far as what we were hoping for the home opener, this was uh, as good as it could have gotten. So let's hope we have um, some more. And uh, Herb, uh, Eknerwal, it kind of rolls off your tongue. My name, uh, first name backwards, is Denamyar. Uh Not as, uh, you know, doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. So count me as a supporter, which I guess is the opposite of what you wanted. So sorry about that. <laughs> My man. <laughs> Thank you, Ray Lewis. Uh, we appreciate you checking in. That that had to have been a fun time out there today. You know, like, I, you know, I'm glad that Ray was finally able to check out a home opener like it's really like nothing else in the world and today it seemed like it was just it was a release almost for a lot of people that, that were out there just kind of like you know uh, turning the page I know I felt it after getting my vaccine today it felt like you're closing a chapter uh, on a book you know and you know it just it was a good feeling and it sounded like it was a good feeling for those that were out there today I you know I you could hear it on the tv and radio broadcast it was you could tell that there was, you know, maybe they had a, a a small layer of piped in sound, but I don't think so. Like it, you could hear on the radio anyway, you can hear the chatter of people and, you know, people saying you suck this and that. So, you know, it's real, <laughs> you know, but it, it felt good to hear that and see that today. Yeah. And I think the being away for a year, you probably cheer a little bit harder today. Yeah. Being uh, 18, was it 8,000 people in the stands? So it sounds like a little fuller because of they're just boisterous. They're happy. They're joyful to see Major League Baseball in front of them again. Like you said, and I think Ray was talking about this, the smells, the sounds, uh, to see people. Like you don't see people often in this uh, COVID world. Like if you do, you just, you know, pass by them because you don't want to make them uncomfortable or you don't want to be encroached on, on, on your space either. So to be at something that's kind of normal, like you were talking about having your shot in your arm, you're like, okay, now things are real. I can go with other vaccinated people, fully vaccinated people with my mask off and I can have an enjoyable time. And this must've been one of the greatest experiences um, of these people's lives. And I know people was like, that's got to be hyperbole, but no, like when you are really hungry, you have that meal, no matter what it is. I remember going from a White Sox game and I didn't really have anything to eat to Chinatown and just had some regular pan fried noodles. I was like, man, these pan fried noodles they are the shit. This is the greatest meal I've had in my life. And it probably felt that way for all these 8,000 people there. Not only do you get a six nothing shutout, not only do you get a couple home runs hit by some of your favorite players, but you get to experience something that was taken away from you and that you will never, hopefully never, take for granted again that it's there. And so when I go on Saturday, I'm just going to be chilling in whatever section I'm in. And hopefully they bang the game early if I if they need to bang the game, but because I don't want to be sitting in 50-degree weather just waiting for a game to be happening and spending a lot of money on food for not to happen. But when I go, I just want to just sit there and look at all the atmosphere and remember that this is a thing that we didn't have and it could be taken away from us again if another variant of this comes or a different virus comes. So while we have these things, 
let's enjoy them. Let's celebrate our wins. And especially with a guy like Jeremy Mercedes hitting a 485 foot home run, I let out a yell that I don't think I've yelled out, let out in a long time. That electricity that went through my body was real. It was just an instant, woo! And you know how you and Shane felt in the studio. That's imagine that at the ballpark. Yep. The intensify it will intensify ten plus. So I am feeling jealous for those people because I usually don't go to home openers, but I feel good for them too. I'm envious of them that they got to go to that game, and I can't wait for my chance to go on Saturday or whenever they play that game. Um, because I think Dylan C is going to shove on that day. And I think a left-hander is on the bump for Mike Miners on the bump yes. for the Royals. Yes. Break his arm. Break his arm, Royals. Unless you want more of the same that happened today. <laughs> yeah, man. The people that were out there today really deserved it. They sat through that two-hour-plus rain delay. And they, they got what they wanted, man. They got, you know, Sox fans, you guys deserve that one today, man. So I hope you guys appreciated every second of it. Uh, one more voicemail real quick here before we take a timeout and tell you what's coming up next week here on Lockdown White Sox. Oh, look who it is. What's up, fellas? Paul Correct here. Um, watched the home opener. Just got done watching it. Fantastic game. Uh, here are my thoughts. First and foremost. First time I've been able to actually listen to Jason and Steve. And as a bartender, I watch games, but I can't hear the audio. Stoney possibly uh, had a couple of beers <laughs> in that two-hour delay. And I loved it. They were delightful. Uh, also, do I like Adam Eaton all of a sudden? I don't know. I can't. I just can't. Um it, it's the other thing. Hey, Chuck Garfine, his nickname is Yeah Yeah. It's not Urinator. It's Yeah Yeah. <laughs> and uh love that. Love that kid. Absolutely. And he's not a kid, but he is to me. Oh, oh, oh God. I have a couple other things. Let's see. What? Oh, I never realized that Danny Mendick, his last name is Men Dick. Very mature. <laughs> Wonderful. And maybe other people have, but I hadn't yet realized that. Yo, I'm on Kata, great home run. You're probably still garbage. Is Lance wow. Lynn David Wells? I don't know. Wow, come on now. He could very well be the 2021 version of David Wells. Um, and then what else is there? What a, Oh, I'll say this. Whenever, when you, when we talked, or you guys talked about the Dakota projections for the Sox, I believe it was 83. And I remember, I think it was Candy that said, when technically the Sox are not that deep. When Nick Williams is playing left field for you, because Dum Dum, I forget the other guy's name, it's Escaping <laughs> Billy, whatever, Hamilton, Hamilton there it is. is hurt. It. You're welcome. Then that's why Pakoda predicted us for 83. TA has got to come back. We can't have any more injuries. Hate to end it on a bad note, so I'll just say we're, we're 500 now, and I'm loving it. Uh, and can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about it. All right. Go, go, White Sox. 
that's a, a rare sober uh, Paul Correct. Although I'm not, I don't want to project and, and say that he's drunk when he calls, but it's just late at night when he does check in. So maybe he's just tired. But yeah, it was it's good. We're not going to dwell on the the roster depth issues here. It's it's we're celebrating the home opener, but yeah, you kind of see what we're all we're talking about. Like you know, this is a doomsday scenario, I think, in terms of the injuries that they've had so far, uh, you know, and that's just one position. So we, we'll, we'll save that for a later show. But, yeah, it was good, uh, nice for Paul to check in with us, uh, you know, before he heads into work there. So I'm glad he enjoyed himself there. So Whatever uh, bar he's at, I want to sit down there and have a schlitz and a shot with Paul, have a Chicago handshake, uh, old style and something else, um, and Malort. <laughs> Ugh, Oof. it's just terrible it didn't even get you drunk either but it seems like paul's a really good bartender he sounds like he samples a couple of the drinks yeah has a good time has a very good thoughts for you he'll chat I'll you be, up yeah oh my god yeah he's probably uh the life of the party <laughs> throw him a dollar each time he got a beer he's like you cheap skate what the hell are you doing it's one like one of those bars where you just like have a stack of ones and you put it on the bar and then he's like keep it coming paulie <laughs> it feels like one of those bars like a neighborhood bar yeah and it, it, everybody knows each other you walk in if, if i walk in this is gonna be a record scratch real quick and then paul's like no nah, he's okay he's a good one <laughs> like one hey, like like jimbo's it's a jimbo's type of place right here you know what i mean like yeah, yeah so uh yeah we'll take a quick time out here and on the other side we'll uh tell you about what's coming up next week on the show here on locked on white Sox. locked on white Sox is brought to you by built bar built bar is the best taste protein bar ever and somehow the new and improved built bar is even delicious or i can tell you that by first hand experience i'm actually running out of built bars right now after ordering my last batch about a month ago and i like to wait till monday morning and i go on the website builtbar.com and i refresh and see what kind of flavors they got because they've always got something new and interesting and best of all delicious i think i can declare now i've been talking up the coconut for quite some time but i think i can truly declare that German chocolate cake is my favorite new flavor at BuiltBar.com. But the problem is sometimes they run out of stock of my favorite flavor. So you have to get there and make sure you get your order in so your favorite flavor doesn't disappear. So what I like to do when I'm ordering new Built Bars is I go to BuiltBar.com and I like to place an order for my favorites, your coconut, German chocolate cake. But then I'll throw in a flavor that I haven't really tried yet to see if I like it. It's not expensive. You know, you throw in an extra six on top of what you're going to originally order, and you may find a new flavor that you haven't experienced before. For example, my last order, I added in six of the mint brownie flavor, and boy, are they delicious. Only 130 calories with a whopping 17 grams of protein, and guess what? Only four grams of sugar. It's so delicious. I need my chocolate fix even as I'm trying to eat healthier. The chocolate fix, for me anyway, it's not going away. So why not treat myself with the most delicious tasting protein bar ever? Built Bar. So head to BuiltBar.com now, see what flavors they have cooking up. I'll let you guys know tomorrow what I end up ordering, and then maybe you can copy my order. But if you see something you like up there now, don't hesitate. Grab it before it's gone. That's BuiltBar.com, our promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order. Built Bar, it's the best tasting protein bar ever. Go on in the air, left center field. This is For the first time in two years, light it up. Light it up. Very, very nice tribute to Ed from Jason Benetti there on Yohan Moncada's home run in the first inning as the White Sox cruise to a 6-0 victory on opening day. Be a waiver wire winner with the Locked On Fantasy Baseball Podcast. It's a daily fantasy baseball podcast hosted by veteran 
fantasy analyst Scott Cullen, who uses data and data and nearly two decades of fantasy baseball experience to offer strategies and waiver wire pickups that lead to league wins. Follow Locked On Fantasy Baseball on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, Herb, so next week's a big week on the show. Sox with 12 consecutive uh, days that they're playing and no off day until the 22nd. So we have a, a blank canvas here to give you guys a show every day and react to games every day. Uh, ideally, I think after a week through the season, I'd like to hear some of your emails. We'll do a mailbag and Herb will tell you guys how you can submit your questions to the mailbag in just a second. But also, since you're going to the game on Saturday, I want a field report for Monday's show on your experience as a fan uh, going back to the ballpark. Sound good? Sounds great. I'll be well-fed and maybe drunk when I do uh, finish that game. Hopefully, I can retain the information that I did see that day because I'm going hog wild. I am doing all the things I've wanted to do at a White Sox game. Cost will be no trouble this time. I'm just whatever it is. I'm just going to spend a bunch of money on food and drink and experiences. Maybe a jersey. Yeah, like you. You remind me. You say in hog wild. Like my seventh grade teacher at Armstrong uh, Elementary uh, up in Rogers Park, Miss Brown. She would say, "Now don't go going hog wild and pig crazy on me." Now, <laughs> that's like whenever I think of that, I think of her. So yeah, what kind of jersey you think you're going to get there? I don't know. I'm just going to be going into the designated places I can go because I don't know. I was watching the Brooks Boyer video. They say the retail and the concessions and all that stuff and the bathrooms are all cordoned off for your specific section. So I can't go down to the regular thing behind home plate when the, the big gift shop for White Sox fans. I don't think maybe before the game I can. But I'm sure protocol takes a precedent here. So if I can get a nice White Sox generic uh, gray shirt, because I don't have any of the gray uniforms. I have a pinstripe white sleeveless. Yeah. And I just got the new black uh, Nike one from um, uh, Fanatics for like $100 with my name on it. So I'm looking for a gray one. If I can get it for about 150 with my name on it, I'll do it. If it's just a blank one for like $99, i will do it too. I am wearing the uh, my my Farmio jersey here today that I got from Grandstand. Uh, so I would say maybe go there because here's a here's a pro tip here. Grandstand still has a lot of the old majestic stuff, as you can see here on my sleeve. Mm-hmm. I you know I'm not a huge fan of some of the Nike jerseys. Like you know I like Nike in general, but you know since the White Sox transitioned over to the road grays and they took off the diamond sock patch off of there, I think the uniform is not as good personally so you know if you go to grandstand and there's another free plug for them uh you know you might be able to find one left over with the diamond sock patch if you're if you if you're down with that so and oh yeah we said we don't want to really give jerry that much money so i'll be giving him money food wise (laughs) but yeah grandstanding looks like the play i'll be going over there checking out some jerseys and 100 a hat Uh, you know me and i sweat all the time i need new hats all the time and I like the low-profile new hats where you get the game-worn ones kind of like a little lower than the regular ones you get the 5950s. So if they have those at Grandstand, I'm all over those. I haven't been in Grandstand in a minute, though. Man. Oh, they got everything. So I, I, enough enough with the free plug. We've mentioned them, I think, every straight show. But I hope you have a good time on Saturday. I want to hear about it. How can they email us for the mailbag and any other thing they want to want to get a hold of us for for Monday's show? All right, Monday's show, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. If you want to write us an email, that is LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Doesn't just have to be about the White Sox baseball. 
write us some nonsense. We'll read it. And if it's funny or good, we'll read it on the air. Lockedonsocks at gmail.com. But if you want to participate like our guy, Paul Correct, or our guy, Ray Lewis, while he's not obstructing justice, 312-566-8727 for our voicemail. And like they just did, they just picked up the phone during or right after the game, not unprompted, and left a voicemail. We, we'll listen to them, and we get the transcripts. And that's the funny thing, Tanny. Every I love time reading somebody them. says I, I your love- name, they always say, Danny and Herb. <laughs> And yeah. it's always some other name that is a tribute to your last name. Yeah, when when uh, when I was working with Mac, whenever he'd write an email, it would come out as Tammy. So that was at least closer. It's not quite Danny, but yeah, I love reading the the phone call uh, transcri- transcriptions uh, even more so than I do listening to them. So yeah, it's always a good way to get a hold of us and keep doing it. If you're in the moment after a game during a game, hit up that voicemail and let us know what's on your mind, and we'll get to as many as we can. Yeah, and so when we're killing on um, Mike Miner on Saturday during the game, do it, 312-566-8727 or old school, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. I know our guy Sam from Hensdale has been sending us a couple of good emails. Yeah, we're, We see him, Sam. Don't worry. We see him, brother. Mike, Mike Victor, of course. We are uh, big-time fans of his. We'll see you at Lunar whenever he do. And we're finalizing our trip over to Pittsburgh, so – Always when I think about Pittsburgh now, when we're going with you guys, John Shank, get your stuff together. I want to see we're going you. to Pittsburgh. I want to see you, John Shank. Get your ass to <laughs> Pittsburgh, John Shank. And all you guys, the rest of you guys, let's go to Pittsburgh. It's a great, great venue, great city. It closes at about 10 o'clock, so get our fun oh, yeah. in early. That's but, why I'm trying to find a place with a rooftop deck when we go to Pittsburgh so we can stay out there and, and drink until the there's wee a, hours. There's a bar in the right field we, that we haven't gone to. There's like a like a a bar that overlooks the Brown River, whatever that's there, the <laughs> Mahaganella, whatever. The Monongahela. Yeah, and it's it's a it's not a kooky cutter <laughs> river, but it's the bar right there that looks over there. It's kind of a pointless thing because you can't see the game from the bar. Oh, who cares? But it's Let's a go. nice place to just just be there and congregate. But it's at the actual game. Let's go. When we're, when we're there, we probably don't want to do that. Maybe on the maybe on the Thursday Tuesday night game we're going to be doing that because we're going to be going to the Wednesday afternoon game too, yep. so we can you know mess around on the Tuesday and then Wednesday we can get serious. About oh, the, we're going to get it in. We're going to get it in on Tuesday. Friends, get some Andy Brothers, of course, one hundred percent. Oh, you got to, yeah. So I'm going to hopefully book that uh, our uh, our our travel plans tonight, if not tomorrow morning. So yeah, I think we're gonna we're gonna get up there, man. I'm looking forward to it. Now that I got my shot, and you're you'll have yours taken care of. It's a good time. By next man. week, yeah. Yep. Don't just meet us there. Beat us there, friends. Yep. So for Chris Tannehill, follow him at Chris Tannehill on Twitter. Me, Herb Lawrence, Ecknerwall23 on Twitter. And our show is a Locked On Socks Twitter, Instagram, and on YouTube. Go there and subscribe, and maybe you can be a lucky recipient of a Locked On Socks prize pack. I have the shirt. I wear it often. I think I wear it way too much, but it's a sharp look. I love black. I love the design that Tanny came up with, the, the cursive locked on socks and the, the uh, diamond right there. It's a pretty pimp-ass thing. I <laughs> wish we can sell it to you guys, but uh, at last, we work for a company that doesn't like it. No, whatever. I don't want to say too much. I'll get fired. Like, locked on I don't want to do another Chris, solo show. Chris Tannehill by himself forever. No, and then I hate like, solo shows. No way. Oh, it won't, be t- it won't be solo. There'll be a bunch of people in line to replace my black ace. <laughs> I got ideas. 
<laughs> I mean, any good GM has to have a, a list, a short list, because, you know, you know me, I'm reckless. I might die one of these days or say a word wrong, get fired from the score, whatever. All, well, we're, all, to, we're all in the same boat right there. Yeah, friends. we need a replacement. I have no replacement for you because, you know, when you got the best, you can't go Aww. back. You, you old so-and-so. Let's get out of here, huh? All I'm, right. I'm starting to feel woozy from this Kobe shot. So, for Chris Tannehill, I'm Herb Lawrence. Thank you for listening to this victorious home opener of Locked On Socks.